Welcome back, everybody, to another Lakutim Aran Shir. I'm Shia Sussman. This is our 34th Inside Lakutim Aran Shir. This is actually our fourth lesson in IA. And tonight we're going to be finishing learning Rabbi Nachman's work, his famous lesson called IA, Where Are You Hashem? IA Mekom Kevodo. Uh, for further classes uh, and past classes, you could go to bri.org and find the classes there, or you could go to Breslov Research Institute. Uh, their YouTube page. You can get the classes there or for even classes that weren't on there before we started doing the video before COVID, you can go to my, my SoundCloud account at Shia Sussman or Nach Daily at SoundCloud. You can find all the classes there. So tonight, uh, I like to get that out of the way. Uh, tonight we're, again, this is our fourth class in IA, IA Mekom Kivodo, and we're going to be finishing the lesson tonight. We're also going to learn some Lakuta Halachos on this piece. We're going to learn more specifically, as well as how Reb Nassim explains this in Hilchasitzis, and we'll see that inside. And we're also going to have our Parsh connection, Parshas Vayera. So we're going to do a bunch of inside tonight, and we'll just do a quick recap, and then we'll kind of jump right in. And we're actually going to be starting with a little snippet from Lakuta Halachos tonight before we go back inside Lakuta Maran, just as a preface. Okay. So, a, uh, just again, the quick recap. Uh, what we've been learning about is the spiritual system that Hashem created, which allows a person to connect to him no matter where that individual finds himself in life. That there's a path that Rabbi Nachman is explaining that every Yerida can be turned into an Aliyah. Every descent, every falling that a person has in their life, Rabbi Nachman explained that there's a way that that can be turned into an elevation, that can be turned into uh, a high point, a point of growth for themselves. As we know, every, uh, a person does tshuva ma'ava, they turn to God with love, there's donos, right? Their worst things they did in their life, arnazim zechuyos, they turn into advocates for them, for them. So again, Rabbi Nachman showing us a path that every Yerida can be turned into a liyah, a way for a person to find their path out of darkness and actually reveal the hidden Kedusha that lies within. Uh, this is done, again, quick recap. This is done through connecting to the Mimer Beratius. This all should not be new to anyone who's been following these four classes over here. This is done through connecting to the Mimer Beratius, AKA the Mimer Sosum, AKA the Concealed Mimer, AKA the Mimer Elyon. So, as we have been explaining, that this first saying of Bereshis Bara Elokim Eshashemayim the Haaretz, this first saying is the concealed hidden mimer, which actually contains the most potent level of kedusha inside of it. And when a person connects to that, that that potent level of kedusha is able to go incognito, even. Uh, into the most darkest, most dirtiest places, even to the most decadent of places. So by a person asking, Hashem, where is your glory in all this? God, where are you? Again, they're able to connect to that place of Kedusha, that potent place of Kedusha, in order to turn their, find, their, find their way out of darkness. Okay, that was the quick recap. We're going to jump right in now. We're going to open with a piece in Lakuta Alachas. Let me pull it up over here in the screen share. Screen share. Okay. Make it a little bigger for everyone. Uh, over here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick up over here. 
It says, Ubemakum uh, Acher. This is a snippet from Alakut Elachas, Hilchas Eruvay Tenchumim, Halacha Vav. Okay. Isa Bedivrei Admor HaKadosh Vanor Azal. This is Rav Nassim speaking. It's written by Rabbi Nachman. How much advice did he give us to make our souls happy? That through this, a person will stand strong and they'll never fall. Because that's the main thing in life, not to fall. But the main thing that he strengthened us in, so he said that the main thing, the main advice Rabbi Nachman gave us not to fall is Nikudas Tovos, which I believe we have four or five classes on that. I'll post the link in the description. And also what Rabbi Nachman found, said in the lesson of I8, which we're learning now. Now, this is just a snippet from Rav Nassim. And further down, he says, And understand this well. As practical advice to strengthen yourself, no matter where you are. Right? Whatever you went through in your life, all the days of your life, remember this advice. Because it's impossible to know what's, what, what difficult things lie ahead. But a person who wants to engage in the path of tshuva, it's impossible to go in with wholeness. It's impossible to... to be completely whole unless you're tested and fall to places like we've been describing throughout our lesson. But when you strengthen yourself, through searching, where are you, Hashem? Through strengthening yourself in the advice of Aye, then a person will be, will be Zoche to. Uh, lift themselves up and strengthen themselves. The old kasev, and furthermore, Rav Nassim said, "Haderech Hakadosh Shegila Al Pasuk, the holy path that Rabbi Nachman revealed on the Pasuk, the Aye Sela Ole, right, which is our Parsha connection, right." That Yitzchak said, and again, these are all things we discussed in previous year. We're going over it a little bit quicker now. Uh, where is the sheep for the slaughter? And put your heart to really understand these words. Biprat in specific. To practice them as practical advice to actually do it. To entrench in your heart these very refined and deep and true advice. And do them with great simplicity. So again, Rabbi Nachman is said, Rabbi Nassim is writing over here that the main thing is, is to practice these advice of Aye Mekom Kavodo, uh, of searching God no matter where you are in life, just to be with some shitas, to actually do it. And as he says, these are, as, as 
chizuk for ourselves to strengthen ourselves and understand how valuable it is that Reb Nassim says that this is the main advice, this and finding your good. And we're going to see how they're connected to each other. But searching out God, asking yourself, where are you in all this? This advice is so good. He says, with it, you could pass any nisayon that is going to come upon you. And like we all know, we have no idea what the future is going to bring us. But nevertheless, Reb Nassim is saying, through strength, through through strengthening ourselves and asking, I am a kum kavodo, where are you, Hashem, in all this? Uh, that will give you, that will give you strength. Now I wanna again, I wanna flesh this out a little bit, right? That we're connecting to God, that we all get lost in life, <laughs> right? The illusion of life is so strong. But through the advice of IA, that a person can it allows a person never to give up because they're able to see. They're able to see that when they search out God in this place, in the dark place, by revealing the point of Kedusha that lies within the darkness, so then a person is able to strengthen themselves and have confidence that no matter where they find themselves in life, no matter what you're up to, you can always reveal God amidst the illusion to see beyond the illusion to connect to that point. Additionally, I want to spend another a little minute or two on this point over here because it's such, it's so valuable. It's so, it's so simple that it's very easy for us to overlook. One of the implications over here, again, is that Rabbi Nachman saying that, and Rabbi Nassim's really bringing out that a person needs to fall. You have to, if you want to grow, that the falling is not something that's incidental to life or, uh, or we think it's due to our own weakness. Oh, if I was only strong enough, then I wouldn't have fall. But actually, the yurida, the falling, is a necessary ingredient to spiritual growth. That it's natural that everyone experiences yurida. So it's not bidyevit. Oh, I wish I wasn't going through this. I wish this didn't happen to me. If only I was stronger, I wouldn't have fall. Reb Nussin is explaining that it's part of... Falling is part and parcel with life. It's part and parcel of spiritual growth is to have a yurida so a person can extract the elokus, see through the illusion in order to pull God out of that place. So having a yurida is not bidyevin. It's not incidental. Oh, I wish this didn't happen to me. But once a person starts seeing life through these lenses, you're actually able to look forward to the yurida you're actually able to see, okay, here we go again, right? And a person's able to see how all points of life and difficulty are, are, a, uh, are a point to growth. And again, just to flesh this out a little bit further, that on a mental, emotional level and a spiritual level as well, is that Hashem created the human condition as such that by design, we all experience changes in our emotional weather and go in and out and fluctuate in mental clarity, right? So there's no running from that. So part of embracing our humanity is understanding that we go in and out of emotional states from anxiety to worry to mental clarity. And that even, and it's not a chison, it's not a lack on your part. So even if you would put someone, you know, they have people that talk about being in solitary confinement. So a person might think, well, if you're in solitary confinement, you have no outside stimuli, and therefore you should remain even-keeled or exactly the same the entire time. 
But actually, we know that a person who's in solitary confinement, they also fluctuate in and out of emotional states because part and parcel of the human condition, part and parcel of the rules of creation, part and parcel of the way that Hashem created us is to fluctuate in our emotional, uh, our emotional states and our mental acuity. So, of course, a person's going to go in and out of these states. Of course, a person is going to have Yeridas and Aliyahs, that it's not something that's incidental to life, but it's actually playing by the rules of creation. And so many people make this mistake. I see this in my practice, and it's something that, you know, I think we all see that people make the mistake and they think, I want to feel good all the time. If only I could be a certain way, or if only I wasn't weak, and if I could only not feel anxious and always feel good. So people become self-help junkies because they're always trying to chase the high of feeling good. But Rabbi Nachman is teaching over here that there's no such thing as avoiding negative emotion. That having Yerida and having negative emotions, anxiety, worry, depression, uh, insecurity, self-doubt, right? That's part and parcel of life. So you're going to spend your time searching and ser- you're going to spend your time running and running and running away not to feel a certain a certain perceived negative emotional state but let me tell you that state's going to catch up with you anyways as rabbi nachman is saying a person has to have your as part of life it's not incidental to life but it's part and parcel with growth and not only that rabbi nachman is saying that when you cut your emotions when you that by design hashem wants us to have all feelings and when a person cuts off their emotional state from the divine source that lies behind it, then they spiral down and fall into a state of tremendous, tremendous, tremendous confusion. That Rabbi Nachman is saying that all, commo- all emotions were created by God and he wants you to feel them. But not only does he want you to feel them, he wants you to find kavodo. He wants you to find Hashem within your perceived negative emotional state and understand that Hashem is with you even there. So when a person starts understanding that through the illusion of life, through their perceived negative emotional states, by design, Hashem wants every human to experience these feelings. Now a person becomes stronger and more rock solid, and they get less thrown through a loop when they start feeling states that they don't want to be feeling because they understand that these feelings are also from Hashem and that negative feelings are unavoidable. Now they're unavoidable, you're meant to have them. As I like to say, all feelings are welcome. Hashem wants us to have every single feeling. And Rabbi Nachman is teaching us how to plug our feelings back to the true source to find the divinity that lies within them. So when a person grabs on to the advice of Aye, when a person grabs on and plugs all their emotional states back in, now the Yerida becomes an Aliyah because they're able to extract the elokus, the divinity that lies within their emotional state, and they no longer feel the need to run. They plug it back up to its source as opposed to always trying to chase a good feeling and running away from their perceived negative emotional states that they're going, that's going to catch up with them, that's going, that ultimately catches up with them anyways. And the more we cut off ourselves from those, from plugging our feelings back into the source of life, so the more we, the more confused we get the more into the illusion we get, the, the more lost we get into the illusion. Okay, that we're going to now jump into a, uh, we're going to go now into Lakuti Maran. We're actually going to finish the piece inside now. Okay. Right by the, right by the highlights. Uh, 
od harbe dvarim. And with this, there are so many things, right? Last week we spoke about uh, the Baratayish, right? And that this comes to Juva. Bereshis is Baratayish. Hashem created the Sela Ole. We're not going into that so much this week, but we'll, a, uh, for those who want, remember from last week and the previous year. And with this, there are so many things. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. That we did last week. Okay. The Shaykh Lael. And this is uh, like an addendum note over here. And if a person says to you, it's quoting a Gemara over here, that a person went over, if a person goes over to you and says, where's your God found? Say to him, where's my God? My God is in the Roman Parthenon. Right? Where's my God? In Fisherman's War. It's in the village. It's in the most dirtiest place. Right? So a person comes to you and says, Im yomer lecha, Adam, Where's your God found? Tomer lo, tell him, shalromi, In the Roman village. Shagam sham gululim Because even there, in the, in the place of filth, that's filled with idol worship, Gam sham mesuturhu yisbarach kenal. Over there, Hashem is also hidden away. And the rule is, when a person falls there, when you start searching out, where is your throne of glory? God, where are you in all this? Then a person uh, starts to enliven himself and bring himself alive with true Kedusha. Because the klipas themselves, they're only, uh, they're only get sustained through a, a hidden backdrop. The klipas get sustained through the very fact that Hashem is hidden there. Uh, we're not going to go so much into this concept tonight, but essentially what happens is, is that all, uh, all tumah is yonik from Kedusha. means uh Tumma wouldn't have strength if not for Kedusha. He eats from something called Achorayim, the back end of Kedusha. So Tumma actually eats the residue of Kedusha and therefore it's able to get strong. And that's why in a place where there's big Tumma, there's also potent Kedusha because it, a, uh, it eats that strong Kedusha and it gets fed, it gets strength. But that's not going to be our, the focus for tonight. Uh, so Hashem's potent Kedusha gets hidden there. The tuma increases until you can't find God at all. But immediately, once you start asking, God, where are you? Where is your glory in this? So it comes out, at the very least, you know that there's a God. Okay, but he's hidden. I know there's a God, but he's hidden. And therefore, you go ahead and you ask and search, where are you? And this itself raises you up from your nefilah. Because as we've been learning, aye is an aspect of the concealed saying. That it gets its strength from there. Rather, this, this 
potent kedusha is hidden, is very tucked away. It's incognito. But a person enlivens himself. And uh, through bringing himself alive through holiness in his, the very place that he fell. Through the asking and the searching. That he searches out. That he searches out where are is your throne of glory, but after but after afterwards zochin laalos misham he merits to bring himself up legamri completely, complete salvation el hakadush va'atzmo. So a person in one instance goes from tuma he searches out ayemikum kavodo and now he re- the very fact that he's searching itself and knows that there's a god tucked away already is enough to connect himself to the Maimur Sassam, ridding himself of the illusion. The very fact that you recognize God in a dirty place is itself Hashem's honor. Because the main Kedusha is that you revealed Hashem's honor. Blessed is God forever. Amen. Amen. Okay. Again, for the recap, this is amazing. I mean, this stuff speaks for itself. This is like totally revolutionary, you know, and keep in mind, Rabbi Nachman said this over 200 years ago, like who was around then? No one was around then, you know, and he was say, revealing these things that for us, like we find ourselves in all places of life and we wonder how the heck did I get here, right? And Rabbi Nachman is saying the very fact that you ask yourself, where's God? Or you know there's a God, that itself is the tikkun. The very fact that you're saying, God, what do you want from me? That itself is the tikkun. That itself allows your yurida to be turned into aliyah because the asking and the searching itself, that in its own right reveals, reveals Hashem. So that's why if a person asks, if a person asks you, where's your God? And you say, he's in the Roman Parthenon. He's in the Roman village, right? As I like to say, like, our God is so big He's even there, right? He's even in the dirty places. He's even in a place of avodizara. He's even in depressing emotional states. That's how great our God is. You just have to search. Again, I'm not saying you should put yourself in these places, but if you happen to find yourself in one of these places, so that's how it goes. Now we're going to jump into a piece in Lakuta HaLachas. We're going to read a little bit from Lakuta HaLachas. And I just picked out a snippet over here in Hilchasitis, Lakuta Halachas, Hilchasitis, Halacha 2, letter 3 and 4, we're going to do. Going into the screen share. Hold on, back into the screen share. Okay, here is the Lakuta Halachas. I'm going to make it bigger for everyone. Okay. Hold on. Okay. The Alkane, um, picking up in this letter three over here. The Alkane, therefore, Mutterlik, so this is like Panemius Mitzvah Sitzis. So we're at Sitzis, boom, got the Sitzis, Panemius Mitzvah Sitzis. The Alkane, Mutterlikanis Betzitzis Lebes Hakise. Therefore, it's permitted to wear your Sitzis in the bathroom. The Isa Shezeb Bechinas Malchuso Bechol Meshala. And this is an aspect of Hashem's kingdom is everywhere. It's, it's, he's able to, in every place he's able to rule. Hainu Kinal, 
like the aforementioned. The tzitzis are an aspect of this amazing kedusha, the kavod elyon, right? Which is the maimer sasum, same thing. Bechinas aye, which is an aspect of aye kinal, like we have been saying. Shemisham nimshos chiyas hamitunafim, that that the mimer of Aye brings in, uh, allows dirty places even to exist. But through the very fact that there's potent Kedusha there, that itself blows away the Tumah out of it once a person reveals it. Through Tzitzis, that are a sign for you to remember, right? In order that a person should remember. Hashem, the Shegambi Mekomos Hanal, even in dirty places, Mosheles Malchusa Yisbarach, Hashem rules. Ki ein lahem chiyos elu mimene Yisbarach, because these places only have, uh, only able to sustain through God. The Alkein Mechavsin, Muvakshin, Bechol Tzad, Ayei Mekom Kavodo. Therefore, on every corner, and every angle, a person searches Ayei. Shezeh Ba'atzmo Bechinus Tzitzis. This itself is like Tzitzis. Bechinus Bereshis, which is an aspect of Bereshis, Mimer Sosum, which is the hidden Mimer. Again, it's a little bit like a jigsaw puzzle, but again, for those that have been following, this should all make sense to you, right? That it's like the concealed Mimer, Shemisham Chiyusam, which itself it gets a lot, it gets a, uh, it's Chiyus from. Nimsa, Shechorzun Umedabkin Umedabkin Atzman Be'etzam HaKedusha, Shemisham Hayu Mekabum Chiyus. So it comes out through Tzitzis, a person is able to connect to the root of Kedusha itself. And this itself lowers the Tumah. Because, because deep below the Tumah, there is Kedusha uh, that is hidden away. But immediately, once you acknowledge that there is Kedusha, and you search out where is God, immediately you return to the source of life, and the uh, divinity gets increased, while the impurities get decreased. And this is what the Svarim say, that the Halacha is, Right, that you're allowed to wear tzitzis in a bathroom. It's an aspect of Hashem's kingdom is everywhere. That it brings kedusha to even to these places. And therefore, a dirty place, you're able to wear your tzitzis in, in the bathroom. And that itself brings kedusha to the dirty place, the bathroom. Because Hashem's reign is everywhere. And that's why Sitsis, additionally, that's why Sitsis, you're allowed to wear on your body that in itself doesn't have Kedusha. Because the Sitsis are like Maimar Sasam. That the Kedusha is hidden there. Okay, just to recap a little bit on the Sitsis before we go. Before we go further, so the halach, you're not allowed to wear tefillin in the bathroom. You're not allowed to learn Torah in the bathroom. You're not allowed to do Zvarim Shepikadusha in the bathroom. Why? Because the bathroom is a dirty place. But Min Hadin, Min Hadin, you're allowed to wear your tzitzis. You're allowed to wear your tzitzis in the bathroom. Why? 
So he's saying that the tzitzis is the whole idea of the Mimer Sassim, that the, the Kedusha in tzitzis is so strong, it's able to go incognito even into a bathroom, a makam tenufim to reveal the Kedusha, that even though the Kedusha is hidden there, you're in a dirty place, you're in a base kisei, you're in the toilet room, right? Even though it's a dirty place, Hashem is still there also. Hashem is still there also, right? And that's why even though your body is also dirty, you're allowed to wear the beged, the tzitzis that itself doesn't have kedusha, but it also does have kedusha. It's the mimer sasum that's able to bring kedusha even to the lowest places. It's able to tolerate dirty places and reveal the elokus that's there, which is exactly like Aye. And this is what he says that, this is what Rav Nassim says. He says that this is the aspects of uh, he says in the paragraph earlier, that's the aspect of voracious. What do we say? A person, it searches out uh, in this week's Parsha, right? He, uh, Yitzhak says, Aye Sela Ole, right? Where is the Sela Ole? Where is the, where is the Korban Ole, the sheep that gets brought as an elevation offering, right? So Rabbi Nachman says, as we've been learning, that's voracious, which is the Mimer Sassum, which is an acronym for Baratayish. Hashem created the lamb. Right, so the tzitzis is made out of wool, is made out of the lamb from the wool, which connects to the baratayish, which connects to the mimer baratayish. So tzitzis is made out of wool, which is able to, which is represented of the most potent level of kedusha that's able to go incognito even to the dirty places, which is the bathroom. It's amazing. By the way, this piece in Lakuta Allah is like five or six pages. He explains everything. We're going to go back inside. We're going to learn more about the Pneumius of Titus. Okay. In letter Dalit over here. Again, we're just continuing. He's going to explain about Shatnas now. Because the, the halacha is that you're allowed to wear Tzemeru Pishtim, woolen linen on Titus, but you're not allowed to wear them in other places. So, Vizebachinas tzitzis. And this is tzitzis shal tzemer upishtim shehem ikar hatzitzis. This is wool and linen, which is the main mitzvah of tzitzis, which is to, hold on, let me mute everyone. Okay. This is the mitzvah of tzitzis that a person is allowed to wear shatnas in, wool and linen. Ki, hold on one more second. More people are joining. I'm just admitting them in over here. Hold on a second. Okay. And this is the mitzvah of tzitzis that you're allowed to wear tzemru uh, pishtim. Together, you're allowed to wear shatnas. Ki ikra tzitzis he shall tzemer. The main thing of tzitzis is like wool. Shehem bechinas aye sela ole, which is like the like Yitzchak is saying, where is the elevate? Where is the korban? Where is the sela ole? Ki tzemer kvasim heim, because wool is made from the lamb. Bechinas el yonah meod, which is considered very very elevated. Like we've been learning, but but a uh, linen is actually the opposite of kedusha. Because pishtan is an aspect of a very very uh, low level. Like we find by kain and hevel shehevi minha grua pishtan that kain brought uh, he brought from a low level korbanos and what did he bring? He brought linen which is considered very low. So again, I don't want anyone to get lost over here. The wool is considered an aliyah and the pishtan is considered a yerida. The wool, the sheep wool is considered elevated and the linen is considered 
low-grade. But that's why in tzitzis, you're allowed to have wool and linen mixed together. You're allowed to wear shatnas and tzitzis. Because pishtan itself, linen, comes from the low-grade stuff. Uh, that this is the place of Tumah, where the spiritual impeding negative forces are able to eat from, which is what Kayan brought. Kayan brought from the low-level stuff. But specifically in the low grade, in the Yerida itself, is hidden a tremendous aliyah. It's the Maimar Sasum, which is hidden in the linen. Nimsa, shigam pishtan mekabachias mebechinas semer. So it comes out, the linen itself, wise linen able to exist, only because there's the kedusha of semer, there's wool. Bechinas maimer sasum. The al came, therefore, nasemehem, gam kein tzitzis shehem bechinas maimer sasum. And therefore, tzitzis itself contains within it the maimer sasum. We'll just read just a, a, a little bit. A little bit further. And this is why, generally speaking, you're not allowed to have wool and linen together. Because even though in flax, generally speaking, as we just said, uh, sorry, we just said linen has itself, it does get sustained through through Kedusha, through the Maimersasim, but nevertheless, linen, it's, linen, the Pishtan itself, only gets through uh, backhanded, through the incognito tab. But a person is not supposed to put himself in, that, in those positions. Let's just stop and explain what, what did the world we just learned from Rav Dasan. So first we said, as we explained a moment ago, that the tzitzis are able to go into the bathroom because the tzitzis correspond to the Mimer Sasum, that even a place of Tumah is able to receive Kedusha and it's held together by the potent level of Kedusha able to go incognito. Now we're explaining why tzitzis, you're allowed to have the Isser Shatnas in tzitzis. The Isser Shatnas doesn't apply. You're allowed to have wool and linen together. Why? As Rav Nassim is explaining, wool is considered very, very high. Baratayish. Hashem created the Tayish. Hashem created the lamb, the wool of the lamb. So Tzemer is considered high, right? Pishtan is considered linen, is considered very low, as we find by Kayan, Cain. He brought a very low-grade korban. But the truth is, the truth is, as we've been learning, how does every Yerida get sustained? How does every low place get sustained? Through the highest level of Kedusha, through the Lamb itself, through the Baratayish, the Baratayish, the Baratayish, right? So Tzitzis, which represents this lesson of Aye Mekom Kavodo, that, that Hashem can be found even in the darkest places, that the Yerida itself gets sustained through the most potent level of Kedusha, that a person could extract God, uh, the point of Elokus, the point of the divinity, even amongst the darkness, that's all represented by Tzitzis itself. So Tzitzis is the one place where Tzemer Upishten Yachtov, you're allowed to have shatnas, right? 
but a person's not supposed to put themselves there. So not in every place can a person wear shantanis because a person's not supposed, not supposed to put themselves in a makam sakana, in a dirty, dangerous place. So generally, you're not allowed to wear woolen linen, but tzitzis, which represents the maimer sasum, the ayi makum kavodo, seeing God through the illusion and revealing the divinity that lies within the darkness. So tzitzis shantanis could exist. There's no lesser shantanis. I don't know what else to say. This is like... This is like a million dollars. This is like, you want to be Jewish after this. You learn this piece together with Lakuti Maran, with Rav Nachman. It's like, you feel like a Jew again. You wear tzitzis. Now, finally, everyone wears tzitzis. What are we doing? Why are we wearing tzitzis? Who cares about the tzitzis? No, but you're bringing, the, you're turning every Yerid into an Aliyah when you wear tzitzis. You're bringing God, even in the darkest place. As we just learned, someone asked you, Hey, Chana Shem where's your God? My God is so big, he's even in the Roman village. My God is so big, I could even wear my tzitzis in the bathroom. Incredible. This is amazing. Okay, now we're going to move on to the Parsha connection. There's so many connections in this week's Parsha. We're just going to talk about a few of them. But oh, someone posted a chat, a comment over here. Let's see. Let me read it. Okay. Hey, uh... There's so many Parsha connections over here, but this week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayera. So this is actually one of my favorite Parshas in the Torah, Lech Lecha also last week, but uh, there's one of my favorite parts actually of the Torah is in this Parsha. So what do we see? We see that Avraham is davening for Lot. Uh, Hashem is going to destroy Stom, and Avraham now goes to bat for the Rishayim, right? He starts saying, if there's 50 tzaddikim, if there's 10, 20 tzaddikim, he starts bargaining with God. Basically, Sodom is Rishayim, evil, evil people. And yet you see Avram the tzaddik, he's davening for them. Why? He knew what Sodom was. What do you think? It was delusional? He knew exactly what was going on. Secondly, we also find Avram is always busy with Lot. He's always busy with the war against the four and the five kings last week. What does he do? He puts his neck on the line and he goes to save Lot. He's always bothering Lot. He's always bothering with Lot. And in Sodom, he's bartering for the tzaddikim ultimately so he could save Lot. So the question is, is why? And what's Avram doing? And what's the deeper message here? And again, how does, how does this fit? How does this fit with a, uh, what we're talking about? And just to add one more point onto this, Lot, the Svarim explained Lot's name actually comes from the word Lyot, which means to curse. That Lot was not just like a power of dude. He was Lyot. He was cursing God every place he went. And that's why he moved to Zdom. <laughs> right? So you see that the guy who's cursing God, who's a Lyot, uh, Lot, he is cursing God. And yet Avraham is always trying to save him. So why? So I think over here, it, it, it comes out so beautifully the Hezbir Hadvarim, the explanation over here. What is it? Who comes from Lot? This week's Parsha. I think it's this week. Moab, right? Lot's daughter had a child from her father, right? Moab. Who comes from Moab? Eglon. Who comes from Eglon? Rus. Rus HaMovite. So contained within Lot was the seed of Mashiach, right? Who comes from Rus? David Amalek, who comes from David? Mashiach, Mashiach ben David. So contained within, 
contained within this, the, the seed of Lot was the potential for Mashiach. So what do you see? In the most liet, the person who's cursing God the most, puts himself in a horrible neighborhood, Stone. So the seed of Mashiach is constantly going subterfuge. So it comes out that Lot has the highest, most level potent of Kedusha. Lot has the Mimer Sussum inside of him. He's being sustained by Barashas, the first thought of creation, which is to reveal the Elokus in the world through Mashiach ben David, the Mimer Barashas. So Avraham, he understands this. He knows Lot, his nephew, has Mashiach inside of him in the most filthy, dirty plate, individual and in community. So Avram now is always patching with Lot because Avram is revealing the spark of divinity that lies within the darkness. Avram is revealing the Aye Mekom Kivodo. He's revealing that even in stone, the Kedusha of Bereshis, the Mimer Elyona, the Mimer Sosum, is tucked away, hidden there in an incognito tab, buried within Lot and stone. So now Avraham sees past the illusion of life to extract the divinity and now starts davening for Rishayim. He starts davening, please save Stone. There must be 50 people here because he's going searching. Aye, 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 mekom kavodo. And that's why it's called Vayera. What do you see? Do you see the godliness or do you see the ugliness? Do you find the mimer beratious or do you say, uh-uh, I'm out of here. God does not hear. Right? So Avram is constantly davening. He's davening for, he's, he, he's davening to save the Rishayim. He's davening for Stobe, right? And he's also going to save Lot with the four kings and the five kings. And he's davening now to save Lot now because Lot itself represents the, again, the, the most potent level Kedusha, how every Yerida contains within it the potential for an Aliyah how every emotional state that a person feels, how every mental, emotional feeling, when you connect it back to its source, there's God right there with you. Through the illusion itself, you're able to live with God and extract the divinity that lies within. Unbelievable, unbelievable. There's, there, there's, there's more Parsha connections over here. That, uh, and we see that Avram was the one who, who, who Mamish did this, right? What happens? What happens? The uh, right, it says Avram sitting by his tent in the beginning of the parsha. It says, Vayira lekrosam, he saw to visit the angels. Right, the the uh, angels came that were dressed as Arabs, and it says Avram looked up and he saw them. Because Avram was feeling down, I couldn't do chesed, I couldn't do mitzvahs, right? And and, and he saw the opportunity, he saw the kedusha that lies within. So it says that he lifted up, it said it lifted up his eyes. And what happened further, right? Then Avram Davins for Sodom. And then what happens? Lot is now waiting. Uh, what happens later? It says that a, uh, it says with Lot's wife, Sodom is being destroyed. And what was Lot's wife? One rule, don't look back. Don't look back, right? It says, Vehibit ishto ma'achrav. She looked behind her. Because in life, you're not supposed to look at devastation that happens behind you. You're not supposed to look at destruction. You're not supposed to look for the negativities. That's not what our gaze, our paradigm is supposed to be focused on. 
Our paradigm is supposed to be focused on the point of Kedusha that lies within the divinity by searching Aye, 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 finding God within it. But what does Lot's wife do? She turns and looks at destruction instead of looking for God. Instead of looking for God, she looks at the devastation. So she turns into a pillar of salt. As I like to joke around, she was insulted. I know it's, it's totally not funny, right? Then what happens later on in the Parsha, right? There's a whole bat, the whole thing. Uh, Avimelech now takes Sarah as a wife. Avimelech takes, Avimelech takes Sarah. And a, uh, what does Avraham say, right? He says, Mara Isa, what did you see, Avimelech? What did you see? Because I saw God. I saw Hashem. I see the divinity that lies within. Avimelech, what do you see? Right? So you see that Avram was the one that was able to use his gaze, to use his look, to find the good. As we started with, that Rav Nassim said, that finding the good, and these two pieces of advice, of finding the essential good that lies within, finding the point of resilience, finding the divinity, finding God, having a muna in Hashem, and searching, that itself brings a person to deal with any Yerida that a person has in life, any challenge, any difficulty. The very fact that you're wondering where God is, is itself the Tikkun, is itself what reveals God inside of it. And that's Parshas Vayera. And of course, we have the Akeda itself, which is the Pasuk of Ayi Sela Ola. So, a uh, good job is everyone. Everyone should have an amazing Shabbos. We should have a Vayera. We should, we should look above and beyond in all the areas of our life and, and just see God and search. And if we don't see God, we should, we should search. And that itself, as Rabbi Nachman saying, is able to bring the Tikkun. And we should remember the lesson of Tzitzis. That not, no matter where we are, no matter where we are in life, the tzitzis come with us, Hashem is with us, and the highest level of Kedusha is found, even within the dirtiest place, even, even no matter where you are. Javis, everyone. Now, are there any questions, comments, and letter to the editors? Okay, good Shabbos, everyone. Shabbat shalom. Good Shabbos, good share.